listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson. Brought to you by Evergreen Podcast. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Bellman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you not only by Evergreen Podcasts, but of course, Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting and WaitingForNextYear.com. Uh, the Browns. Holy shit, Andy. I am thrilled to announce they are now 4-1. and one. Most of you already know you wouldn't listen to this podcast if uh, you didn't or if you weren't a Browns fan, I'm guessing. But hey, here we are celebrating another uh, uh, what do we call these again? Victory Mondays. I don't. I'm not used to celebrating them as often as we are. So I don't even remember what the fuck to call them. At you any know, rate, are, are we allowed to do these four days in a row on a Monday? Okay. And one. I mean, five. seriously. <laughs> for the first time since 1994, 1994, and Baker Mayfield had a wonderful first half. He looked great. He did. The second half, not so much. We'll get into that. Don't worry, because the defense <laughs> picked it up for him. Surprisingly enough. There's a lot of times where I want to choke folks on the defensive side of the ball, but <laughs> they held the Colts to six points. A lot of it has to do with any amount of pressure on uh, Philip Rivers will scare the living shit out of him, and he throws the ball wherever the hell he throws the ball. So anyways, <laughs> uh, how about Miles Garrett? Already some buzz about him being the NFL MVP race. What? And uh, so as we head into this Steelers week and get our way through it, let's talk about your 76.8% ESPN FPI chance <laughs> of making the playoffs. I'm talking playoffs. Cleveland Browns. We're on our way. We are on our way. Holy shit, Andy. Um, buckle up. Uh, what a great team victory. I'll make this short and sweet. This was a complete team victory. You saw the Baker Mayfield, as my partner alluded to in the first half, who played a wonderful first half. Mm. Second half, he stunk. Mm. Miles Garrett took over this game. Mm. He is on his way to becoming the defensive MVP and possibly the MVP of the league. The plays mm. he's making right now on the field is really at Lawrence Taylor, D- Derek Thomas, Reggie White, Bruce Smith, insert athlete here. He is going on that level. He is that elite right now. He is disrupting, and I don't blame Philip Rivers for being scared. Um, he is playing such an elite level right now. And then you get this ball control offense that does a great job of controlling. They controlled the tempo of this game. Even when the Colts had opportunities to score, the Browns controlled the tempo from the tip. Even when they were down early, they controlled the clock. Yeah. You could feel that game. The Browns had total control, it seems like, in parts. And then to lead off, they won't get into this game. The, you know this, the, this was not a running game job. It was the last couple of games. But when you needed it most, Dearness Johnson gets a big hit, big run, puts the game away, and away we go. And Jared, it's getting exciting. When you get team wins where you see your quarterback play well parts, your best defensive player control the whole game, how your whole analytics staff with Stefanski is doing a wonderful job, controls this team, controls the clock, really has control of this game. Even at t- I felt for like the whole game, it's like, God, we have control of this game, even though it is very much in the air. And what's all exciting about all this, they beat a very good team. Mm-hmm. They beat a team that I thought played really well, and the Browns just played better. Let me repeat that. They played really well. I thought they played a great game. Not great. They played a good game, and the Browns just played better. And it makes you feel good. You're talking about going up against one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, now Baker did take take some heat and and get sacked, and 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 is hurting from that uh, today, and probably will be through the week. Literally He'll be taking yeah. his Motrin. Um, but the bottom line is, he was making passes that that. 
this was the first half of a game that we were waiting on from Baker, right? We were, Mm -hmm. we were, and, and and it was the Browns taking what the Colts were giving them. They, they didn't move away from the run. They just were having more success with the pass. Well, it it, it became concerning for a little bit because they were about 65% pass heavy for a while. And it, it, it catches up with them around the third quarter. And this seems to be, this is something that I want to mention uh, Baker's stat line for uh, for his for his passer rating, he goes from from his QB rating. He goes pretty decent, about seventies in 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 the first er, in the first quarter. These are averages for the season so far. Into the nineties yeah. for the second quarter, which is great. That's what you want. You for, want to for, finish out that fir- that first half, killing it. Yep. But then yep. his numbers decline significantly in the third quarter, and then they fall all the way to the basement in the fourth quarter. So I'm curious if there has something to do with a taking your foot off the pedal or something with play calling or something with just recognizing Stefanski is okay with some of those things happening because they are still finding ways to control the clock and control the ball through those third and fourth quarters. I don't know what it is, Andy, but I don't like seeing teams creep back in. And that is what the Colts were able to do. They didn't we didn't put our foot on their necks and keep it down the entire time. Uh, so it, it's just kind of a a bummer that that's what we're still worried about. At the same time, man, what a good bummer to have four and one. So I'm not going to sit here and bitch too much. But at the same time, we saw some steps forward from Baker. We saw some steps back from Baker. The second interception, I don't think we can hold on him because he had the ball knocked as he was throwing it. You just want to see a little bit more consistency in the second half of these football games. And thank God the defense is, is bringing it. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about Mayfield first. Then we'll get to the other part, stepping yeah. on the neck. Um, so Mayfield, this has been consistent now through the Bengals game. The Ravens game was a wash for everything, but the Bengals game, good first half, lousy second half. Um, the Cowboy game, it was more consistent at times. Um, the Redskin game, again, basically the same for being truthful. Um, you know, good first half, not a great second half. So he's going to have to clean that up, and that is becoming a pattern. So it's something we have to note here. The right. only thing I'll say again, though, is he does not have to win the games. So if he plays well in the first or second and third quarter, you can allow your running game to take over a game. It's actually a formula that will win you games. So does he need to play better in the fourth quarter? Oh, of course. Does he need to play better in the third quarter? Yeah, he does. I mean, a touch better. But is that something that's going to really cost the Browns big in the regular season? No. Now in a big playoff game, it might. Um, that's where Baker Mayfield is going to have to play better in a big, and by the way, it might be a big regular season spot, but do I think it's something that is like eye raising right now? Yeah. It's something you want to bring attention to, but it's not jumping off the cliff. Now, right. The stepping on your neck, as I've heard this a lot today, I don't agree with it. I thought the Browns plus played a good team. Okay. And I thought the Colts just did a nice job of moving the ball and getting the ball in the spots and making plays. The only thing I didn't like about this game is that fucking special teams giving up that goddamn kickoff return for a touchdown. That was unacceptable. That play was awful. I, I, we keep hearing things about Prefer. Boy, we're, I'm going to go down this road a little bit. We hear all the, we have these wonderful special teams coordinators come in. They do wonderful things. And we just, I, I, it's the only thing on this team that has not been solved yet. And special teams, and I want to also throw in there Peoples Jones, and we'll get to him in a second. He makes me nervous. Um, This kickoff, Peoples Jones makes me nervous. 
He does not look crisp his first two games in that slot. Watching the ball, much, watching much the ball hit the turf and bounce, and then he grabs it makes me a little nervous. People's, I didn't know what. It, it, he, he is not being as decisive back there as he needs to be on punt return. He needs to play Just much not. better. But the special teams, that is a moment you cannot allow a touchdown there. You can never no. allow, but not there. You got the game in hand. They just give up a pick six. It felt like the game was almost over. Yeah. Repeat, the game was almost over. And you let him come right back in the game. And then uh, this is this one was on Mayfield. He threw a bad pick. Okay. All that to be said, I felt like the Browns did what they had to do to win this game. I felt like they did step on the neck. The Colts are just a good team. And I just have started to learn in sports, you got to take that in for what it is, and you got to accept you're going to get some pushback. Because to me, Jared, I never felt like the game was in doubt. I never felt you, like the Browns were going to lose. You're right. And you know what? I, I will say this. I watch it with my brother, and he drives me up a wall because he, he was <laughs> a little bit panicked. And I, strangely enough... And I think a lot of it has to do with what I've just been witnessing over the past yeah. three games prior, two games, three, three games prior that three games, prior, th- yes, three games prior that the Browns are actually good and that they, they are, yeah. they are good at basically holding teams at a stiff arm's length away after they've, after they've taken the lead, you know, they can, they can regain a lead and then yes. they can hold off. And that is what they've been doing. And the big thing here, Andy, that I have been seeing is that it is not one guy doing it every That's week. A we have gone from win. we have gone. The most consistent guy that has made impact on this team, in my opinion, has been Jarvis Landry over time outside <laughs> of Nick Chubb in the run game. All so right. and 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 his consistency on the offensive side of the ball has been great. And when he fell off this this past Sunday with those two drop passes in the second half, which Again, critical. It was brutal to see. Brutal. And that hurt. Now you're and not that- gonna you're not gonna see it again. But my point is, who picked him up? Well, Harrison picked him up with the pick <laughs> with the picks. Yep. Then Redwine came in because yep. Harrison had a concussion, and Redwine had himself an interception. So and you've got guys that are different different players every week that are doing it. Whether it be Miles Garrett, whether it be someone in the secondary, which is surprising but absolutely needed with the way that they give up yards and early points. To teams, um, it's amazing. It's they're they're spreading around that somebody's making an impact play. Dearness Johnson locked that sucker down this week. Period. He did. Well, he did. I'll, I'll <clears> tell <throat> you the the player to me that is obvious, but it has to be mentioned. Miles Garrett is the best player in this team right now. And by the way, even when Chubb comes back, I think your best player in this team is Miles Garrett. His presence on that game was felt throughout the game. Mm-hmm. He won the game. I'm telling you, this game, if you had said who won this game, Miles Garrett. <laughs> Miles Garrett yeah. changed the whole perplexion of that game. He forced Rivers into rushing. He forced Rivers in that terrible safety. Miles Garrett is playing at such an elite level. Yeah. And I'll tell you, in a game like this, and this is Stefanski's quote, quote, we knew that it was going to be a physical game. I think that was a great team win. That was all about the team. It was not pretty at times. It was not perfect, but it was a great team win. And you just alluded to it. And this is my point about, like, you just mentioned all those guys. I think Miles Garrett, honestly, is the guy standing up tall. Even when Chubb comes back, I'd be like, 
Miles Garrett's the one guy you cannot lose on this yeah. team right now. Yeah. You're like, like you're really getting there. Now, a couple other players I want to mention on defense. I thought Malcolm Smith had a wonderful second half and had a wonderful game. You saw Malcolm Smith flying around the ball. I thought he had such a good game. I, it was nice to see someone like that playing well. And again, he's not playing great, but Vernon took another step forward. I thought Vernon again played better. It's not great. It's not perfect, but he played better. You saw his presence on the field. Now, to the other side of this, and it's, let's just say it because we're going to have to until this guy turns around. I think the Sandejo, you know, defending Sandejo by Joe Woods stuff, it, it's enough. But Sandejo stinks. Um, he gets picked on way too much. It's very, very obvious. Um, it's getting to the point where it's an eyesore. You just hope the guy can hold on at this point. And, you know, it's a shame. I mean, you hope Harrison's okay. He's in concussion protocol now. But that's a big miss. That's a big hit, especially with Greedy Williams going. I know they're secondary and quarterback, well, but yeah, still. And, and we can and we can announce this now too. That Greedy Williams is officially on the IR. They finally moved him uh, today, I believe. So um, yeah. don't expect anything out of Greedy Williams for a while. Uh, it's it's at a least bummer, three weeks. But hey, I mean, it is what it is, and the Browns are making do with what they have, and that is something that, again, when you see Redwine come in and get an interception, that is yep. the that is the purest of definitions. Of the next man up, yeah, Harrison um, too. Harrison, that right. big well, pick that, six. Yeah. I mean, that was that that was <clears> such <throat> a big play. And I, I'll tell you the other thing too. You know, you mentioned it. The one fairness to Mayfield, I thought Landry's drops were big. It threw off the rhythm of Mayfield. Yeah. I, I know he's not going to do that again. I know it's a one time thing. I just want to mention it once. The, the The Landry drops were big. We love Landry. He's good. Just let's just keep that out there. Now, to the bigger thing in this game too that I really noticed. The, when the Browns, they are finding new ways to win. They're doing new things to gut things out. And, a, and the greatest thing is on this team that you can see that you, like Jared just alluded to it, Redwine, you saw Hooper making big plays. No, you yeah. could point to many different guys in this team. And you know what? The best example of that is Hollywood Higgins, who hasn't even sniffed the field. Yeah, for, Dan, Dan Monis right, right, right on cue, uh, chiming in on Facebook. Hollywood Higgins, big TD and big block for yep. the Ernest Johnson. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Uh, You're reading Andy's mind right now. Yeah, I mean, to see Hollywood Higgins make not just an appearance, but an impact. And hey, it was one catch, and Joku made one big fucking catch in this game, too. So it's like, you know, everybody makes contributions. It's a great thing to see. Um, I agree. Tony Grossi said this, and I agree with this. These The wins like this can hold a lot more in the long run because you're learning how to win. You're grinding out wins. Not yeah. all wins are supposed to be easy and pretty. And again, I looked at the Colts. I'm like, the Colts are a good team. And I'm telling you right now, if our terrible special teams did not give up that touchdown, I think that game would have been easily won, actually. Because I don't think Rivers are going anywhere in this game. It was surprising. I, I, I think I was expecting more out of Rivers. I think I was expecting a more difficult game. I was surprised at a lot of the mental errors that Rivers was making. He actually looked a lot more panicked in the pocket than than Baker did at all on Sunday, which is yeah. another thing that I saw Baker doing. And that was a little bit more stepping up in the pocket. Yeah. Um, he still had problems with overthrowing players, which is difficult when I mean, you want Baker to step up in the pocket. But you also realize that when he steps up in the pocket, he's making his throwing angle a little bit more difficult to get past those linemen because he's not as tall as some other quarterbacks. So yep. stepping up in the pocket is kind of a double-edged sword, possibly, for Baker. Well, but but the point is, when he's stepping up in the pocket, he's poised, he's fine in his receivers, 
He knows he's made some mistakes, but he's he's working on that stuff. And I think he's figuring it out week by week, slowly but surely. And that first half, that first half for them to be moving the ball like that and scoring as quickly as they were and some big chunk plays passing. He was throwing some lasers, throwing darts. Andy, I think that we're on the right path with Baker. We still don't have the answer of whether he is the, uh, the going to be the franchise quarterback of the future. But what I can say is he's not taking any steps back in that realm. He is making small incremental steps forward at being the guy for the long haul. I, I, four and one, Andy. I who expected four and one right now? Who? Well, well, well. Here's my two point. and two would have been nice right now. Well, well. Here's my point with Mayfield. <clears throat> he's recognizing his play in the field. And I think he's trying to come around to that. So that's why I think this needs more time. When you get quotes like this after the game, I missed completions out there, Mayfield said. Lots of guys were open. I've got to be better. Good thing is we don't have to learn from a loss. Two turnovers today, not good enough. I got to be honest, when you hear stuff like that, it makes you happy. Um, I don't know why. I, I just think, Jared, in this case situation, I agree with you. Here's my tale. He's playing better. I saw that first half was wonderful. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't shit on that first half. That first half, he could have stood on his head. He was that good. The only thing is, he's got to play better in the second half. The numbers in the ESPN QBR numbers, you went through and say that. The biggest thing here is give this time because you can and you're winning games. And I got to be upfront. Anytime, there's another thing about this team. How many big third down completions, Jerry, did we get in this game? How many times was third down? And it's like, they were 10 out of 17. 10 out of 17. This team makes big plays and big downs. I have never, in all my years of being a Browns fan, third down always used to make me nervous. Not this team right now. Third down is like, bring it on. They do such a nice job of that. Those are the things that are making me feel good. The things that I don't worry about and that I expect every game. Uh, A minute ago, I said I'd be happy at two and two. I wasn't doing my math correctly. I'd have been happy at three and two or at two and three at this point, to be honest. At any rate, uh, things that I don't. these These are the things that are in my don't have to worry about box right now. Don't have to worry about the Browns losing the turnover battle in each game. I don't feel like I have to worry about that right now. Now, they came out even this week, but again, I'm talking about losing it. I don't feel that that's going to be an issue. Uh, number two is Cody uh, Cody Parkey. I'm not worried about him. It's no, beautiful to it? not. I'm just thinking of things that I would <laughs> normally stress about that I don't stress about. I don't stress about kicking the ball anymore. I don't. No, no, so no. So that's no. nice. I don't stress about problems gone. (laughs) I don't stress about uh, third downs. I don't stress about third downs anymore. How about penalties, Jared? Do we stress about penalties? penalties. No penalties. No, I think Denzel Ward had the worst penalty of the day yesterday. Two penalties, 10 yards. And by the way, the Colts late in this game had an offside. We're making penalties. Brutal. How nice is this? This is not our fucking problem. And I also don't worry that at some point in the game, when someone needs to step up, someone is going to. It happened over and over again throughout this four game winning streak that guys at the right time. When you're like, oh, boy, what are they going to do to get out of this? Boom. Something (laughs) happens. I mean, it's like fucking clockwork with these guys right now. It's really nasty. They are. It's really good. Andy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't believe we're sitting here right now like this. I really cannot believe that I'm sitting here right now. After saying I would have been happy at three and five walking out of this first half of the season, and we are sitting here at four and one. Now that does not mean 
that we cannot still end up at four and four after the next three games. These are not cakewalk <laughs> games, right? We know as Brown fans, as Browns fans, that the this week, this week, Steelers week is a big one. This is this is the biggest Steelers week that the Browns have had since that playoff run. In uh, what year was that? Oh, uh, you you do the math. Yeah, right. the, 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 was it? Oh, oh, one, oh, two. Well, I'm, I'm not even thinking oh, seven. I was yeah, thinking. But, but, but how about this? How about this? Look, here's the thing. I'm actually more positive than my partner here. I think the Browns are not going to lose three in a row. Oh, and no, but that's anything. what I'm saying. I don't. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is one game at a time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I'm ready to do this. I'm ready for the Steelers. Now, yeah. look, this is going to be a hard. Oh, look, look, let's have some fun. Yeah. Who have they played so far? Those tough Broncos, those nasty, <laughs> nasty Giants. How, those, what's their win total? Zero. Filthy Eagles. E- Eagles. <laughs> they only got one win. They tied the Bengals. <laughs> so I mean, look, these are bad teams. Now look, I, I like to rib it because it's fun. But let's be fair and honest here. Right now, when you go into this week in a Steelers week, you don't think you're going to get killed. You don't think it's going to be embarrassment. And we don't have our best offensive player, Nick Chubb. We're not going to have a complete offensive line. Wyatt Taylor's going to be out. But Chris Hubbard is coming in there ready to play. Here's a big thing. Stefanski gets a lot of credit. We're going to get to him. Andrew Barry has built this roster. Yeah. He has done a nice job of putting successful things in place. Yeah. And for how much? I, You know what? Jedrick Wills, I haven't said his name, which is a good thing. He's playing really well. By the way, I saw Phillips, the kid out of LSU. He was running around making plays. And again, Malcolm Smith's second half play was outstanding. You could feel Malcolm Smith's presence in that game. He needs to be playing more. He did such a nice job in that second half of that game. And when you and when this defense that couldn't stop a fucking peewee team at times in this game come up in the second half and make stop at and just holding them to field goals, that's the biggest difference in this game. The Colts kicked field goals. Oh, the Browns yeah. scored touchdowns. And that was a big, and again, that safety was the nasty. The safety was, it again, was it was perfect timing. The safety was so needed. Yeah. That defense. And you know what else, too? The defense had had a decent amount of breaks in the second half. They didn't. They, yeah. they weren't on the field for very long for a lot of that second half. And I was glad to see it. Um, I did notice uh, and I, I that the at about the four or five minute mark, uh, and it, it might have been the Colts' last possession, uh, that Miles Garrett wasn't even on the field. They didn't even have yeah. Miles on the field. And I'm guessing is that was that to allow him to, to get his breather if they needed him back, if there was going to be another possession. And by the way, and worry as about soon as it the Colts then. got I, sniffing the red zone, guess what he saw? It's like, let's go. But like, I never I kept saying to Cameron, my son, I'm like, hey, we need to get 95 back in this game. Yeah. Like, it's been enough. He needs yeah. to come out there. Um, now, the Deaners Johnson was a big run. We talked about that enough. Hollywood Higgins was wonderful, made a great block, as Dan Monas pointed out. I was going to mention that, too. Chris Hubbard, by the way, made a big block in that play. Odell made um, a nice it, block at one point, too. Oh, Odell, look, this is a complete team right now. This team is rocking and rolling fun. Now, it's time to see. We'll get more of this on Friday. It's time, or is it going to be Thursday because of Boston? Um, he decided, yeah, it's going to be Thursday or Friday this week for beyond. Uh, Probably Thursday. Thursday. You're asking me so, to think. Don't ask me to think right now. I can't think. I know. I'm by struggling. Way, I'm struggling to talk about the Browns right I know, now. I know. The by, day by, I by the way, I mean, uh, it's not as bad as your day, and I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah by the way, I'm I, mentally, I, I'm mentally drained at this point. Yeah, though, already, we were, already we were, on fucking Monday, I'm drained. We were supposed to be doing a show last night, but uh, I had a little bit of a case of the uh, foods, so I, I was, I was really tuckered out. 
Um, only I was grapes and nectarines, and I was fucking shot. Uh, but anyways, I'm back, better never. But well, you need to wash your grapes and nectarines. Maybe that's the I issue. I did, I did oh, wash them. Boy. But now look, okay, now we're losing viewers. I see we're down to four. Okay, here we go. That's the, <laughs> now here's the biggest thing. Stefanski is getting a lot of credit today, which he deserves. Yeah. Here's something that really came across to me today. It's according to ESPN's efficiency rankings. Okay, this came. I think Jake Trotter tweeted this out. Jake does a great job of tweeting the stuff out. So if you want fun stats from ESPN, Jake Trotter does a great job with this. According to ESPN's efficiency stats, Browns are the fifth best team in the NFL right now. They're number four on offense, which doesn't surprise me. This one did. They're ninth in defense. Ninth in defense. Wow. That says a lot. Wow. I was not expecting that number on defense. Wow. So the Browns, even though they give up a lot of yards, and they do, but you can tell in this game, this is where this game, if the defense didn't do what they do, the Browns were going to lose. They Them making stops, holding the Colts to field goals, which was big in this game. Yeah. The I mean, the, the defense scored nine points. They did a great job in this game. Great job. Andy, um, so here we are. Four and one. Solid after this week. With the Colts. Yep. We're going to do a fun schedule game here in a second. So get your thought. Well, I lost it. So go ahead. Because I. Okay. I, I apologize. That's my fault. But look. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do a schedule game. Here we you go. You want to do it now? Yes. You do it now? That's time oh, to predict. Let's do it now. Um, now we can change our picks. Um, someone on the show is nailing the Browns every week. I won't say who. But I believe he's a guy in the glasses who took a bunch of fucking Pepto-Bismol. And then, uh, so my other partner though, he'll catch up. He might. Oh, oh, there's a, yeah, but there's a, listen, there's a method to my madness, Andy. There's a method <laughs> to my madness. Be, uh, okay. We can change our opinion, but Steelers game right now. Brown Steelers is going to win. Ugh, Steelers. All right. Browns go to four and two. I, I don't think they're going to beat the Steelers either, but maybe I'll change. Uh, Bengals game. I think they're going to win that. Yeah. Five and two. That. Yep. Five and two. All right. Raiders. Ugh. That's a, that's a tough one. And I don't think they win it. I say six and two. Um, Texans, yawn, uh, six, I say seven and two, six and three. Against who? I think the Texans. Oh, boy, that's, yeah, yeah, no, they beat the, well, yeah. That's coin flip, man. That's a tough one. Is that game at home? Yes. I'm not looking at the schedule. Yes. I'll call it Texans have lost their coach. They lost their GM. They're they're yeah, terrible. I'm gonna call yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that JJ Watt uh lost his shit and is a big reason why I got fired. Oh Brian, yeah. So yeah. seven and two, eight and two, they're gonna beat the Eagles. The Eagles aren't good. Yep. So seven and three, eight and two. Jacksonville, our arch nemesis. They even beat them. I'm going uh, nine and two on the Yeah, scope. They're this beating Jacksonville. Fun. They're beating Jacksonville. Eight, eight and three, nine and two. This is fun. At Tennessee, oof, Titans. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's my loss, too. 93-8-4. And now down the stretch. Uh, Ravens at home. Oh, on Monday night. Monday night against the Ravens. What a fun game for everyone, including this little podcast. They win that game. They're winning that game. No, I'm Book saying, it. I'm saying a loss. 10-3, and 8-5, all right? The New Jersey swing. Jets, Giants. They lose any of those games? No, they win both of them. <laughs> I win both of those. It's amazing. I thought at one point of the year they might lose one of those games. Um, and then the Steelers at home. They might. Now they beat the Steelers at home. They beat the Steelers so, at home. I'm so, 11 so and 5. And I'm going 13 3. 
so fucking nuts. What are we doing, Andy? What are we doing? Fuck it. No, they're going to be. Look, they're going all the way. Look, I'm playing my Super Bowl plans now. Hey, hey, after this week, after this week, watching watching Las Vegas do what they did against the Chiefs, I'd say anything is possible. That was a good, that was a shock. Well, that's a good, right? See, that's the thing the Browns need to learn. And that's something the Browns, okay, now let's go. That's a great, good tee up. The Raiders and the Chiefs are a nasty rivalry. Yeah. And the Gruden went in that game saying, I'm tired of losing to Kansas City. Yeah. I'm done losing to Kansas City. We're going to start this right now today. And you know what? You can feel that throughout the whole game. And the Raiders came back and won that game. That's the attitude this Browns need to have. We're tired of losing to Pittsburgh. We're tired of this crap. Let's get our stuff together. Let's win this game. John Gruden type of edge. And by the way, I think this team already has it. But that's what you need in this game. The Browns have never had that edge. The Browns have always had this, like, we're going to play tough. We respect the Steelers. No, we want to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Time to win that game. Win that game. I want to lose in Pittsburgh. I, I mean, this, and, and this is why, when I say there's a method to my madness here, here's my point. Prove me wrong. That's all I want. Prove me wrong. Prove to me that you can beat the Steelers because I can't pick you until you prove it because you haven't done it. You haven't done it. So prove me wrong. Tough game. Prove me wrong. I didn't expect them to beat the Colts because I could not see them at four and one. I needed to be proved wrong. When have I seen them at four and one? We said it in 1994. Why would I ever expect them to be four and one? (laughs) You haven't done it in so long. And I have picked them to win Almost every week <laughs> for the last 20 years. So I'm at the point where I'm, no, prove me wrong. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 9,872 times. <laughs> Why am I a Browns fan? Um, <laughs> so this is, this, is, this is why I say, Andy, as good as they are, I have to remain realistic. Not, okay. not, not beat down Browns fan, but just realistic. I hear you. I hear it. I'm great at four and one. They are going to lose more games this season. They will win more games than they lose this season. I, that's where I'm at. That, those are the things that I that I feel like I know well enough. And I Playoffs? also would say that I am I'm still not at the point where I will say that they are going to make the playoffs. But I am going to say we're very close. Beating Pittsburgh this this week. That could be what what yep. puts me over the top, and I don't think no, I'm alone look. in that feeling. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I'm being a naysayer. That doesn't mean that I'm being that I'm being a doubter. That doesn't mean any. All it means is hmm. analytics. You haven't done it. You haven't proved prove me I'm, wrong. I'm I am ready to face plant. Um, hard on the concrete. Um, I got to be honest. I, I am really into this. I know what this is. And the reason why is I'm seeing complete yeah. team effort. You have a yeah. leader like Miles. And again, yeah. I'm going to repeat this all year. Late in yeah. the game, if you're up, hand that fucking ball off and let that team run and run and run and run. Just let them run. Did you feel? Did you feel like? Um, did you feel like that we let? That, what? What is your opinion on why we we kind of walked away from the running game? Uh, this week was it the loss of Nick Chubb? Are we still worried about Hunt's groin? Um, <laughs> he looked like he was having issues finding spots. Had he some cramps. Running into the had pack a lot early. He did. He did have some cramps. Had to get stretched out on the sideline. I mean, what? What are we? 
Is he just I, not 100%? I actually is that what this it game is? is perfectly called because if you watch the running game throughout this game, it, it look, Nick Chubb being out does affect this team. And I and I and I do want to bring this up. This is my one negative Nelly. Uh Chubb being back's big. I'm just telling you, but well, that's and and Chubb and Chubb being out against it's Pittsburgh gonna be is going to hurt. Um, but where I think, I mean, this is one of those games where I think Miles Garrett on the other side of the ball. What is he ever made one of the biggest like, games of his career? Has there been a play with Miles Garrett that's very memorable? Oh, right, 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 right. What happened? No, I don't even want to say it. What happens? <laughs> Fuck the Steelers fucking beat them to the ground and choke them out. It's enough of those fucking towels. Stupid fucking towels. Stupid. Oi. Don't need your towels. <laughs> Never have a yell towel. Never. Never. No. 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 I hate no. the Steelers. I hate no. that Ben. I don't like anything about that. Team. I know. And you know what I really know. kills me? I know. I'm a huge Irish fan. And Claypool had four yeah. touchdowns against the Eagles last week. <clears throat> four. Fuck the Steelers. Don't care. I'll have to be we need Chubb back it's gonna hurt I hope that they can and we'll we'll get into this when we do our Steelers preview game I don't ever preview show here's a couple things out of what Jared's learning to at the running game I thought in this game it made perfect sense because if you watch the running game and you saw what we saw it's like you can't go 60-40 if you have Chubb and Hunt you can go 60-40 it's just harder with Dearness Johnson and with Hunt it's just it's just harder so you're gonna have to go and by the way the Browns were almost 50-50 it was a pretty much 50-50 split did I yeah they were well they they made because they start um, yeah. defense gets tired as the game goes on they were they they were able to get a lot more yards rushing. I, I need to look at the steps. At least it felt like they were getting uh, some better carries and some better runs um, hey, look, in that second and half. Late, than they were in the, late in the no. game in the fourth quarter, the running game was getting into its groove. Is that always it always does in this team? Yeah. The other thing too that yeah. I just want to mention, and again we love them. Those Landry drops were big. It didn't affect the game, but Baker couldn't though. Both those should have been caught. And there was an OBJ one, too, that was yeah. not exactly handled well. And again, it's okay. We love those guys. They played well. But those plays affected Baker's rhythm. You could tell. It just did. And then, and then the pass rush for the Colts, which it was not compared to what the Browns were doing with Garrett, but the Colts' pass rush was getting to um, Baker in the second half. It hit him hard. Absolutely. And I'm and again I'm wondering how how affected his throwing he was in the second, terrible in the getting second half. The field you know, from the point. Yeah. Play. Uh, Hollywood Higgins has he earned himself into this into this wide receiver I, rotation yes, for good yeah, now? You know my feelings. So for people who don't, I don't understand Kadrell Hodge. Don't don't get it. I mean, if he no, plays well in special teams, I. good. He's not a wide receiver. I'm sorry, <clears throat> sorry. And again, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Peoples Jones makes me nervous catching balls. He has got to look crisper. I am been surprised. It, he looked very good. When it came to uh, practice scrimmages against self team, but what I've seen in two games in the NFL, Peoples Jones looks a little—it's a little nerve wracking. The special teams for the Browns, outside of Parkey, I feel good about. Don't feel great, but I feel good. The the special teams for Cleveland, outside of Gilliam, the Scottish Hammers are great. This is still not there. It, it, the obviously the touchdown on the kickoff, and again these, the punt returns and kickoff returns of Peoples Jones is. Ugh. 
just nerve wracking, not crisp. Um, I hope that doesn't play a part in this year, but so far I I'm, I'm holding my breath now on kicks. I just want people's Joneses to catch it and get the fuck down. Um, again, uh, greedy Williams going to be out for at least the next that, three weeks and definitely on the IR. Um, um Wyatt Teller, who has been uh, outstanding for this team thus far in the season, is a real, real loss. And uh, he's week to week right now, day to day with the calf injury that he suffered on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. He's more. Yeah, it sounds week like he's not going to be playing. But Hubbard played great. And, uh, <laughs> and Hubbard played great. No, Chris Hubbard. Yeah, Chris Hubbard's fine. Um, and it's and Ronnie Harrison is uh, in concussion protocol. So uh, I don't know. When do we see him back then? Possibly I don't think you're going to see week, Harrison no? this week. I don't think you're right. right. I, yeah. I mean, the Browns so. have had the turnstile of injuries. It's oh. not bad as bad as it was in the preseason. But they're, de- I mean, look, every team goes through, goes through them. The Wyatt Taylor is a great player yeah. for, for the Browns, the great guard. <clears throat> but Hubbard is such a good backup. I just don't think it's a big misstep here. If he missed weeks of the season, I'd be no, concerned. But it's not. only, I mean, I don't want to make it light, but two or three games of Hubbard, you'll be okay. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And the fact, and again, uh, the fact that the Browns are surviving without Nick Chubb two, right now and still getting two, W's, no. that's big. Winning, winning two games Huge. without <laughs> Nick Chubb is more evidence that this team is well coached and it is a team effort and that they are doing their improvements week to week as a team. I can't stop. Just, I, I, I am so amazed <laughs> it's fun. at where they are right now. It's fine. I am. I, 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 I know that we talk about the things that we're worried about, but at the same time, you know, it's part of the show. We have we to worry about, about those things. There's always areas of, to improve. But when you, yeah, but when you, but when you wrap it all up into a ball, um, holy shit, form one, Andy, here we are ready to go and ready to uh, prep for Pittsburgh after they get their rest and uh, start getting prepped for Pittsburgh and hopefully come away with a win. Um, Andy, what's Here's, your uh, here, I, what's your I, I, score? We're gonna hold. We're gonna hold. Are we hold. Uh, we're holding off on that. See again, I'm, I'm getting so damn. I'm getting so anxious for that game now. You got me all built up for Here's it. Here's one of the things, though. By the way, <laughs> we did not do this, but next week we are. Um, we are. Let's see. Let's do my math. I think it's 12 days. We are 12 days away from the Purdue Boilermakers, Michigan State Spartans, Gophers, and a little team mm-hmm. called the Buckeyes. Teen it up. Yeah. Two weeks away. It's exciting. Um, the SEC this week, along with all the other college football, was wonderful. I'm sure my partner did not watch a second of it. I did. Um, Clemson, by the way, even if it was a normal season, Clemson reminds you of LSU. Clemson right now reminds you of, you better really have your shit together against them to keep it competitive. Miami's not a bad team. This this is not one of those Miami's falsehoods and they aren't as good. I thought they played well and they still weren't competitive. Right. Clemson's just a machine. Um, are you excited about Georgia Bama? Two versus three this week in Tuscaloosa. Night game. That's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it's been hard for me to even get into or watch it, any it, of this it, thus far. Uh partly partly because of just my busy schedule. And partly because it really isn't fun for no, me. No, uh, Jared, Jared, I don't, but I'm, I really want to get, I love, Jared knows this, I love culture. No, I'm just telling no, on no, myself no, no, is all. I'm I just love telling on myself. And even for me, 
Like, I'm a huge Domer fan, huge Notre Dame fan. By the way, a little sloppy against Florida State. It's two weeks from, they had a COVID breakout, so I, I don't want to be too hard on a team that had two weeks of dealing with COVID, but a little sloppy, but they did their thing. This year, though, without Purdue, without Ohio State, even stuff like no SC, no Oregon, it's not, it just, it's not a complete season. Even seeing those scores of like how Toledo did, I went to Toledo. Like, you can't check any of that stuff. So it's been a weird season. All that to be said, these games are getting fun and good. Um, they had their first COVID cancellation day in the SEC. Vanderbilt, Missouri is a no go. Um, they had to push that back. But I, I'm interested, but I'm interested to see and I want to see these Big Ten teams start playing. I'm missing it and I want to preview it. And we will on the show a little bit. I want to get into it. This is the Ohio State. It has been laying in the weeds, has eight games of fun, and they should be in the playoff. They should end and up 8-0, and they, they should really, end up in the really playoffs, should. period. There's zero reason for them to lose any of those. That, get that schedule and coming in there fresh, coming in there fresh into the playoffs. Um, boy, that's... That might be all. That might be. <laughs> that might be the only the, the the thing that the extra thing they need if they're going to be facing Clemson um, at some point in that. In well, that, uh, as in for that my playoff, Irish, so. my last thought is this: you know, they they play some games coming up. They're all winnable. They're all going to win them all, and then they play the big game against Clemson and yeah. South Bend. Um, here's my to any Irish fans out there listening: um, the Irish have to play much better. I think there is not a better tee up than they getting four weeks to get themselves ready for Clemson. They're they're going to need it. Um, do I think they're going to be Clemson? I really don't know. But I know the Notre Dame mystique. I know the history of this game. And I just hope <clears throat> Notre Dame gets these four weeks to get themselves prepared because there are bits and parts of Notre Dame that can go on the field. And I just want to see, I guess what I'm just saying, I want to see Notre Dame really compete hard with Clemson. And after what I saw on Saturday night, it's like, man, Notre Dame has a ways to go. <laughs> to get to that level, they are just not there. It's back to that semifinal yeah. game again where they got blown yeah. out, and I made that stupid, silly prediction yeah, on here. I don't, and I just hope I'm wrong. But I, 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 I hope they get these four weeks and use them to those advantage. Um, fun. Okay, a couple other more on college football. Bama is a Bama and Georgia are clearly the second, third best team in the country, and that's a wonderful game. Um, from all the other teams I've seen so far, Jared. It, it's a big drop. I mean, this is again the most jaded season ever. But again, you got Clemson, Georgia, Bama, and then you got everybody else. And that's what I see right now. So Georgia Bama is a big time primetime game. Huge. CBS, eight o'clock. Yeah. Danielson and Johnny. Be there. Gotta be there. Two weeks. Two weeks. N- big Nebraska, ten. Two weeks. Big ten. Nebraska two weeks. and the Bucks. A little bit of tradition in that game. Are they going to bring uh, Tommy Frazier off the bench for Nebraska? Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of uh, Jason Peters. Listen, Ohio State's going to come out and make a statement in the first game of the season. I can, I can, I can promise yeah, I, you I that. I think Nebraska right now. should just be enjoying playing football again in that game. I think that that is exactly <laughs> Scott the Frost right mentality next year. for Nebraska. <laughs> sure. And let's also not forget that last game of the season when they're coming in seven and zero, and they got to play yeah, that stupid team up Payne's north. Doing? Don't 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 forget, don't forget what Coach Day told him. I'm gonna hang a hundred on you. Watch your mouths. You think he's kidding? That, that, I don't. That, that, that. <laughs> I don't. I take that man more seriously with those words than I would have. 
even their past Here's how few bad coaches. it is for Michigan. I don't even think it's a competitive game right now. I don't. I don't think no. it's even a question no. who's going to win no. that game. No. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, LeBron James, four rings now, three different teams, four, four finals MVPs. Holy yeah, shit, cake Andy. Cakewalk game six. Cakewalk. Uh, Cakewalk. Un- unbelievable that this is where LeBron is right now and and the shape that he is in. This is a man who talks about spending like a million and a half dollars a year on his body, keeping himself in shape. He is having the longest prime of, of anyone's career from, I, I think that, I don't remember who said it from ESPN, yeah, but I well, think those were the words. And um, it, it's just amazing. Well, speaking that it of someone who only spends a hundred dollars a year on his body. Um, it really, it really has worked out well for Mr. J. <laughs> Wait, if, you, if you count the liquor I buy each year, I'm, I'm, I, how much money do I spend defiling my body <laughs> every year? <laughs> yeah, after I vomit a few times, anything is possible. Yeah. But um, <laughs> look, uh, <laughs> when it comes to LBJ, he's the man. Uh, not surprising. Um, happy for him. Don't care about the Lakers. Happy for him. Will be interesting to see if Davis comes back. Yeah. Um, here's the bigger story to me. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is true. It should be about the championship, but there's a bigger second line story. The NBA ratings were terrible. I mean, really, really bad. And I'm one who watches all sports. Even I had a hard time getting in the NBA finals, I'm being honest. It was a weird, weird, yeah. weird um Well, it was a it was a lack. I mean, it was just hard to get hype for it, I guess. Basketball on the floor was wonderful. I don't know how to explain basketball it. Basketball in the bubble was one. I. It's the weirdest thing. I enjoyed the NBA playoffs. I enjoyed it. I watched a lot of it. As soon as the Clippers got exited, I was checked out. Because I kind of knew. I just kind of knew. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing folks knew how it was going to end at that point, too. Once you knew it was Lakers heat, you knew, you, you know, there was there was what was your reason for tuning in? Um, and and I'm sure that there are some folks out there uh, <laughs> who are sitting and saying, well, it probably had something to do with politics. I'm telling you right now, um, it probably didn't have that much to do with the politics. There's a lot of other reasons. Uh, correlation does not equal causation, my friends. Um, I think the NBA going forward, the ratings will be okay. I really just think it had to do with the teams that were playing and no underdog the in the finals. Itself. The, the Heat all. are not an underdog. That's no. not a likable team. Um, no. I know Miami people might hate the that, no. but it's true. They're just not a likable team. And they made it for a hard series to watch. Yeah. Um, well, there, there weren't storylines in there that the only storyline in there was a storyline that we've already heard a bunch of times. Um, granted it was, you could, you could talk about how long it's been since LA's won. You can talk about winning it for Kobe. Even that storyline didn't uh, feel as big at the end. Kind of, kind of, kind of got washed away. Like and I, I thought the other storyline, but again, it got poo pooed was the whole, Hey, LeBron's playing the heat again in the finals, but this time he's playing for the Lakers. Yeah. But even well, that, I thought forced. that was a natural story. And in fact, in a normal NBA life where reporters are in the can get on the floor and talk to players and coaches, that would have been more of a story. It would have been more of a story too about Kobe, but that yes, and that changes it too, is the access and the ability yeah. to tell those stories uh aren't no. aren't the same right they now. Aren't. They're just not the same. It's like it's like I mean, really, the this 
this NBA season and the playoffs and the finals were like were like a YMCA tournament. You know, a bunch of dudes in the gym playing games, no one around, <laughs> and that's it. Yep. And that's the, what it was. That's what it was. It was like a it was like yeah, a YMCA really well. tournament. Those games were played well. And again, it's yeah. well, I, I know. I'm just my point is it's difficult to get the excitement, the energy going up yep. against what they were going up against. Um, that's all. We have to do this. That's all. The all players right. had the energy. The players kept Durant up, but. being back will make a big difference. He'll be playing for Brooklyn. Um, that will make these better. Um, we got to do this as we're Cleveland beyond. Um, here's my story for the Cavs. Um, I think that layoff really has hurt them. I think I may mentioning that probably go people like, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> out there. They do have a draft pick again. There are many things to come. Um, the Cavs, unlike, you know, the Indians, there's hope. The Browns, there's real hope. The Cavs have a, it just feels like a long road to go. That's all right. We'll be here. We'll be here I through will, them not being pay, all that great. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that through. $120 package. And you just hope um, in coming weeks, in coming months, you hear developments of Darius Garland and Sexton and Porter and all those guys, because those are guys who are going to be part of this team for a while. And um, I got to be honest, I think even some people out there wouldn't surprise me like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, I mean, people don't. The Cavs have been so off the radar. And they were already off the radar, but now the pandemic, um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll talk about it more and more as we get closer to the Cavs over tipping off, whenever that is. It doesn't sound like it's going to be to 2021, but um, kudos to LeBron. Yay, yay, yay. Don't care about the Lakers so much, but yay, yay, yay. I'm happy for him. Um, all right, so I guess to wrap up, um, I'm seeing a 13 wins. I mean, I think it's a drop in the bucket, right? Of obvious, so um, Jared's more realistic at eleven, <laughs> uh, but but uh, <laughs> I don't even feel like that doesn't they're even feel realistic. One. Jared, they're four <laughs> one. This isn't preseason now. They've already got four ones in a can, yeah, and they play some pretty shitty teams down the stretch. Um, here's my only thing again. Mm. The reason why I'm more hyped is I've seen this team grow, and I continue to hear things like we need to get better, especially from your quarterback. Um, I am actually more in a position of I want to see Baker and see how he does. I just think it's a 10 and 6 from Dan Monos. Thank you, Facebook. Um, here's, here's the other thing I guess I would say. I just think on a team like this, it's fun to watch because I keep seeing them play together as one, and we as Clevelanders love these teams. These are the teams that get easily wrapped around, and what's great, they have true big-time heavy hitters. Miles Garrett, Chubb, Hunt, OBJ, Landry. These are stars of stars. And it makes this realistic. I'm just telling you, a long ways to go. But because you have that kind of talent, it isn't crazy to see them go to big places. So I'm going to say, long ways to go, though. I really did not like how Baker came off the field at the end of that Colts game. I didn't like him shaking his wrist. I know that his, uh, the x-rays came back negative on his ribs, but I do worry about Baker. We're going to find out really early Again, in, you know, in the Steelers game, I think. So I hope that he is resting up. Uh, EJ on uh, EJ Scalotta on Facebook, <laughs> duct tape and aspirin. Yes, duct tape and aspirin. Feed it to him. Wrap him up. Hopefully he is able to uh, basically come out there looking like nothing happened to him last week. That is something that I actually am in the back of my mind a little bit worried about throughout this week. I want to see uh, that he is feeling better yep. day by day. Because you, Lord knows that with your starting quarterback, 
He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna fucking tell you. That if he's guy's hurting. tough he ain't as nails. Say, you know, you're not gonna. You're not gonna know. So, um, we got to watch that. Especially, I didn't like him flicking his wrist around. Some, you know, we got to pay attention to that. All right, I'll quit whining about it though. Uh, Andy, uh, uh, those are your final thoughts, or do you have I more final do, thoughts? Um, but my stomach was so upset that I was didn't sleep. So, like, I, I yeah, go. My energy yeah, level's no. a little lower tonight. But no. look. Yeah, but, but, I'm but, strangely but, but, tired too. So don't Steelers, worry about it. You, you Steelers, Browns. We'll get into that. We'll start opening up the books of the Buckeyes. This will be eight days or nine days away on Thursday, so we'll start going down that path of what's ahead for the Bucks. Um, and then we'll preview the national championship game between Notre Dame and Clemson. Oh, sorry, um, not that. Um, but we will preview. Uh, we will preview some more college football because I'm getting into it. And again, I'll talk about this more on Thursday. Bama, Georgia. If you love college football, I know it's not the Midwest. It is a huge game. Must watch. Big game. That's fine. I'm not watching. He's Andy Billman. (laughs) I'm Jared Watson. Evergreen Podcast. Wait for next year. Take care, everybody. Talk again soon. Hi, Watson. Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. My mom. Dad. Dad's birthday tomorrow. 67 years young. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, we'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.